Welcome to Neighbor to Neighbor, a podcast focused on highlighting extraordinary individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ, a not-for-profit cooperative credit union based in Bellingham, Washington. Every October, a day is set aside to celebrate the tremendous work that credit unions and other financial cooperatives are doing around the world. My name is Keith Mater, and on this episode of Neighbor to Neighbor, I'm speaking with Greg Newman and Mike Ryder from the World Council of Credit Unions about International Credit Union Day and the global credit union movement. So welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Keith. Hi, Keith. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Glad you could be here. So let's just start with this. What is the World Council of Credit Unions? So the way I would think about World Council of Credit Unions is to kind of take a bigger scope of what CUNA is to to the United States. CUNA represents credit unions in the United States. We represent credit unions worldwide. Our members are actually the CUNAs of different countries around the world. Credit union associations on the national and regional levels. CUNA is one of our members, the Canadian Credit Union Association, the Customer-Owned Banking Association in Australia. We have about 32 direct members. In other words, they are members that have the full benefits of membership. We have another 10 to 20 that are affiliate and associate members. Um, we also have some business members as well. And what we do on behalf of credit unions around the world is try to engage in advocacy, development, and education to champion and grow the movement worldwide. Um, we do that really with four pillars. International advocacy is one of them. We advocate before international standard setting bodies on behalf of uh, credit unions. If you think about what CUNA does in terms of lobbying Congress and advocating for credit unions in front of Congress in Washington, D.C., we're doing that at the international level in front of uh, organizations like the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision, the International Accounting Standards Board. A lot of times those organizations will put out um, provisions and put out guidance to national level or regional level regulators. And a lot of times that is taken and put in place in some countries 100% of the way it's written and advised by the international standard setters. And if we weren't there advocating on behalf of credit unions, a lot of times financial cooperatives would not get treatment that would be proportional and fair because a lot of those rules and regulations are written for big banks, international, multinational banks. And so credit unions are not going to be on the same level playing field. We're there to make sure that those international standard setting bodies are putting out guidance that says apply it this way to credit unions because they are not on the same playing field as these big banks. So that's one of the pillars of what we do. We also do education and networking. We offer offer global education engagement, networking opportunities through virtual events like webinars. We also have our World Credit Union Conference every year. We also have international projects. We use our network of credit unions to help support uh, financial markets and credit union members in growing economies through financial inclusion, strengthening credit unions in those developing regions, and also providing some policy and regulatory support. And the final pillar would be digital transformation. I know everybody in the United States and everywhere else uh, is thinking about this now, but expanding financial inclusion through digital online and mobile channels. They're basically trying to help credit union associations and their credit unions get to the point where some of our more advanced members are, like the United States, like Brazil, like Canada, that have implemented a lot of digital. We want to get everybody to that level by 2025. Um, and then we also have our worldwide foundation for credit unions. 
And that's what Mike runs. He's the executive director. So I'll let him talk about that. Thanks, Greg. So the Worldwide Foundation has always, it was really created for, as a vehicle for individual credit union professionals, institutions like credit unions, system partners, leagues, um, to, to contribute financial resources, quite candidly, to help the World Council grow all the four pillars that Greg really talked about. Um, the foundation has evolved since its founding in 1975 to be uh, an engagement arm as well. And we now have under the foundation four distinct initiatives that complement the, the World Council's work, but also have uh, missions and purposes in their own right. For example, our Global Women's Leadership Network really focus, focuses the conversation on building a global network of credit union men and women uh, that have conversations and strategies about how to, uh, to narrow the gender gap for credit union women. We have our Cup program, which is the World Council's Young Professionals uh, program. And then uh, one of our key funds, restricted funds, is our Project Stormbreak initiative, which helps to um, support the rebuilding of credit union systems in the wake of a natural disaster. It could be an earthquake, hurricane, volcanic eruption, you know, even COVID-19. You know, maybe we talk about a little bit about that later in the podcast. But um, and then we obviously support uh, World Council's project development. So specifically, technical projects that help to start and sustain credit union systems around the world. Wow, that's. That is a lot. And, um, you know, just kind of thinking about, you know, some of our, our members who might be listening to this. Um, I think there's a lot to unpack there. And I think that maybe I think part of this is like there's not an awareness that there is this this huge global credit union movement and there's bodies that are kind of, you know, helping regulations across um, across the world. So, again, I kind of want to step back for a minute, though, and just get super basic for a second. Um, I think one thing that underpins like a lot of this conversation about why credit unions are, are different and why they're needed globally um, is the idea that credit unions help people and that this international movement that your team, your, your group is, is kind of heading um, is about kind of the idea of saying credit unions are needed because they help people and they put people first. So I guess, could you just talk a little bit about that? Talk about the need of credit unions and um, yeah. Yeah, you know, Keith, I want to say first, I'm glad you're doing this interview because I, a lot of times what I'll get from people around the credit union community in the US and elsewhere, will, people will email me or call me and say, how do I become a, a member of World Council? I want to join World Council. So this is a great opportunity for us to tell people how it works, of who our members are, which are organizations, how people can help get involved, which has helped Mike through the foundation and things like that. So I do really want to say that I appreciate having the opportunity. Uh, you know, how credit unions help people, it's the same worldwide as it is in the US. You know, I mean, uh, we want to help put people over profit. We want to be institutions that are there for people helping people. That means being member owned, being democratically controlled by members, operating for the purpose of maximizing the economic benefit of members by providing financial services at competitive and fair rates. Um, you know, we're, that is the focus over making as much profit as we can. It also comes down to financial inclusion and making sure that members have access to affordable, reliable, and probably most importantly, self-sustainable financial services that they can help improve their lives in a lot of different ways. So credit unions work to expand services to people of all uh, income levels. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as I mentioned, 
I, I think the awareness level of of a, of global credit unions that credit unions exist um, outside the U.S. is is pretty low. Um, I guess one another another thing that's kind of foundational to the idea that the work that you're doing is just critically important um, is the idea that credit unions are not just another financial choice, right? It's just not saying okay, well, we're just another bank, um, but it's the idea that that these credit unions are 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 coming from a different place to, to to help people. So I guess looking at an international stage, how do you see that playing out? Like, what are some what are some examples that you're seeing um, credit unions just across the world that are that are helping their communities? Well, I could talk a little bit about um, what we see, and then Mike can talk a little bit about his efforts to really help. Uh, to, to foster that. Both World Council and the Worldwide Foundation work to foster that kind of community involvement. Um, you know, we, I mentioned our international project work. Um, we have projects in places like Ukraine and Kenya and Burkina Faso and Senegal and Africa and Peru, in Peru and Ecuador, in South America. Um, and this is not a new thing for the World Council. For over 30 years, uh, we have been uh, we have been working through uh, donors like USAID, like the Gates Foundation, to help developing countries through credit unions and help with things like lending to smallholder farmers and helping small and medium enterprises get off the ground through help from their credit unions. I mentioned some of the countries we're working in now. In Ukraine, our credit unions there that work with our uh, project called the Credit for Agriculture Producers Project, Credit unions there, there's 23 member credit unions or, or partner credit unions that are working with that project, which is funded by USAID, and they're working to assist small farmers in rural areas with lending so they can expand their output, so they can grow their businesses. In Kenya, uh, there are credit unions there, which are known as savings and credit cooperatives in Kenya. They're working with our technology and innovation for financial inclusion project to use more innovative methodologies and digital tools to help increase lending to small and medium enterprises. In Senegal, we're working with credit unions there to implement what's called a gender lens investment methodology. So in a lot of countries, women have far less access to capital, less access to collateral, which makes it hard for them to get small business loans to start or grow a small business. So this method methodology we're working with the credit unions on there helps them look at their lending practices in a different way to ensure that more women have access to credit. So there's probably a dozen or more examples I can give you of, of the work we're doing with credit unions than credit unions are doing on their own. But um, needless to say, there's a lot that, that credit unions are doing. And I know, you know, Mike, when you talk about the Worldwide Foundation and Global Bridges, it's really credit unions helping one another, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Greg alluded to it. The Worldwide Foundation has created a new initiative called Global Bridges, which is designed to have credit unions one-on-one -on -one or in groups, strategic groups, um, and even at the league level, engage cross-border, cross-time zone with one another to do a couple of key things. What we're doing right now is to create a greater awareness of each other, how we're different, how we're alike, how we all leverage the cooperative principles to ultimately build community, strengthen community, transform members' lives. Um, it can also be about, through, that, through the Global Bridges Initiative, it can also be about sharing technical expertise, sharing knowledge, um, not all credit union systems, we, that, that's the core purpose of the World Council and the foundation is to continue to grow and augment our global movement. Um, but not all credit union systems are at the same stage of evolution. 
And so Global Bridges is really designed to help accelerate evolution of credit union systems or to help a specific credit union solve a specific issue. It can be digitization, could be young member recruitment. Global Bridges is designed to be kind of a customized learning journey between, at minimum, two different credit unions, ideally one. And it could be U.S. to international, it can be international to international. It can be a, a, a multitude of different kinds of combinations. But our job at the foundation is to feed that engagement portal. And candidly, you know, credit unions uh, provide us charitable contributions to have us build that journey for them and deliver that journey to them. Yeah, I think, Greg, uh, something that you you're kind of talking about um, in this country, they're doing this for this specific need in this country, they're doing this for this specific need. I think I can't I think that kind of speaks to the idea of like why why credit unions are are so great, because all these credit unions are so micro focused on the individual needs of their communities and they're able to say this is the need and so this is what we should really focus on and obviously the world council is saying yeah we want to support you in in that in addressing that need and then you know mike and what you're talking about you're saying you know there's credit unions um you know maybe in the us or canada or whatever that are saying hey credit union over here i see what you're trying to do you're trying to help your community let's how can we how can we support you in that how can we provide you resources or insight or something like that. So, so that's really cool that you guys are encouraging that cooperation. Um, well, and you think about it, Keith, I mean, credit unions everywhere in the world were started for a lot of the same reasons they were started here uh, in the United States. You know, it's a common community or a common occupation or place of work. Um, and so there's that, there's that familiarity right away. And then over time, that gets kind of, uh, you know, I guess there's some assimilation in terms of membership where you have people who are outside of that scope of community or occupation or place of work. So you have kind of a little bit of broader spectrum of the population then um, where you have some some working poor, you have some middle income people and you have some some more well off people. And a lot of times that'll allow a credit union to kind of look and say, okay, here's here's the areas we really want to target where we know the help is needed. And so even though some of the problems that you mentioned might be different in a Ukraine than they are in the U.S., it's still that looking at the, at the local community and what the needs are. Love that. That is so awesome. So I guess going back to the how we started the conversation, you know, we're talking about International Credit Union Day. This is a day where we say let's build awareness of what's happening. I guess what are some things um, that you hope that you know membership or credit union you know, employees, like, what do you, what do you hope to kind of gain awareness of on this day? What are your, what are your main, um, I guess, uh, talking points there? Well, you know, when we talk about this particular um, International Credit Union Day, one of the things we come up, Mike and I work with uh, folks in the marketing department at CUNA to come up with the theme every year. And, you know, last year was, uh, I th and, I'm, and I'm, I'm probably going to get it somewhat right, I think it was inspiring hope for a global community last year. And our thought process, last year was that credit unions are doing so many great things for their members throughout this pandemic. We really want to showcase some of those efforts and what we're doing and, and really to provide help, to provide hope to local communities through credit unions. So that was the goal. This year, it's really about, okay, the pandemic, it's, it's, it's not over, but it's, it's better than it was in, in a lot of places. Some places it's not, it's still a huge problem, right? Um, and that's even within certain countries. We see certain parts of the United States hurting more than others. And that's the way it is around the world. But 
this year has really been looking at how do we help members, either they're recovered or they're recovering from the pandemic, how do we help them get back on that strong financial footing and making sure their financial well-being and their financial health is going to be good going forward. So that was the thought behind this year with building financial health for a brighter tomorrow because credit unions are now turning to say, all right, the unemployment is ebbing, people are going back to work, let's make sure that we're there to support them with different uh, ways to make sure their financial health is good. I know on for the Royal Council's uh, point of view, and what we're doing at International Credit Union Day is we're actually going to be hosting a webinar that day. Uh, we're going to be uh, putting out invitations probably next week, um, but we're going to be hosting a webinar basically, which is talking about how you build financial health. What is the financial health of credit unions right now? The Financial Health Network is going to be presenting. Uh, we're going to have our member from Brazil, which is Sucredi, which is a credit union, largest credit union system in Brazil. And we're also going to have a representative from Kenya talking about um, what they do to build to boost members' financial health to kind of give people an idea of here's where credit unions are when it comes to their financial health of their members. And here's what some of our most successful organizations like Cusco in Kenya and Secreti in Brazil have done to work to try to build member health and financial health. So um, that's really what we're focused on. And, I, and it kind of plays into that whole genesis of why we came up with the day. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. So again, to your point, one of your pillars is like the collaboration to say, Hey, in this, in our country for this credit union, this is working and this is do, you know, so we want to share that information with you so you can help your members. Um, I do want to kind of just be repetitive here just because I think it's so important. So as a, as a kind of a summary, so what WeQ does in the community we're always looking for needs, financial education and giving and, and kind of looking for all these different ways to do good in the community. There's a global network of credit unions that are all doing the same exact thing in their own communities, which is amazing. And that's that's kind of what this is. So um, just to end here, last question for you guys, what are your hopes for the, the global credit union movement in the future? Well, I'll, I'll go first and I'll let Mike, because I think we probably have some overlap here, but really the biggest thing for, for World Council is, is, is making sure that credit unions across the world can take on that task of digitizing their operations and making sure there's digital available for their members. Um, that's really what Challenge 2025 is all about. That's really what our mission through Challenge 2025 is all about. Yes, we want to make sure that that the regulatory uh, you know, footing is firm for credit unions across the world. We'll continue to do that. We'll continue to educate our members uh, on different developments, but that digitization aspect, if we're gonna grow the credit union movement, credit unions across the world are gonna have to make sure their members have access to digital platforms. Because when you look at, not just here in the United States, but across the world, when you look at the competition that's out there, it's not just banks anymore that are trying to take members. It's neobanks. It's it's things like Chime here in the US or New Bank in Brazil that are simple lending, or excuse me, simple banking applications you can download to your phone. There's no physical branch anywhere. It's all done on your phone or on your laptop. And credit unions, if they're not offering that, that's a potential young member, especially, that they're not going to get because they don't have that capability. And there's a lot of places in the world right now that doesn't have that capability for credit unions. And so building that is really our focus because without that, 
there's no way to continue to make sure credit unions grow. And if they can't grow, it's going to be hard for them to survive. Yeah. And I would, I would compliment what Greg is saying by um, stating, you know, in five, 10 years time, I hope that more bridges are built between different credit union systems and credit unions one-to-one um, ideally through the worldwide foundation and the world and, and the world council's initiatives. Um, there's such a, such a treasure trove of thought leadership uh, skills resources that credit unions can share with one another to solve specific challenges or to your point, Keith, one of the reasons why we're on this podcast today is just to create a, a greater, larger awareness of, of what is going on in the global movement and the specific challenges that the global movement is facing, which are very likely to be similar challenges that every credit union is facing within their local communities as well. So by 2025, 2030 and beyond, we'd, I'd love to see more credit unions have long lasting uh, engagement relationships with one another. Um, and, and that starts with our Global Bridges program and the work that we're doing at the Worldwide Foundation and obviously the great work that Greg and the council is doing as well. And I have awesome. to add that that work Mike is doing through Global Bridges, that's really going to help spur the spread of digitization for credit mm -hmm. unions because yep. that exchange yep. says, hey, this works here. Let's try right. to implement it there. Right, exactly. Right. Awesome. So if if someone was interested in just learning a little bit more about um, the World Council of Credit Unions and the work that that you're doing, where should they go? Well, if it's the World Council, you know, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, just search WOCU, W-O-C-C-U or World Council of Credit Unions. And of course, you can find us online. We're at www.wocu.org. That's WOCU.org. And the foundation is at um, a different URL, doglobalgood.org. Um, and, and we are the fundraising and, and engagement arm of the World Council and continue to help partner with the World Council in, in spearheading the growth of our movement and creating this, like you said, awareness, Keith, of that there is a global movement out there and there are a plethora of ways to get involved and to engage. And we encourage, I guess, our you know, my final message is encouraging every credit union, if possible, to engage globally. Um, that's going to help grow the movement overall. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to join me today. Thank you, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for listening to Neighbor to Neighbor, a community-driven conversation highlighting individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ. Unless specifically stated otherwise, WeQ does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement.